everyone to the opinionated podcast i am aj your moderator for today today we'll be covering ufc now i know there's a lot of ufc fans out there we mostly do nfl but you know we're also ufc fans ourselves so again with the our regular podcast we have jay and our special guest gabriel aka chief wiggum you guys you guys ready to talk ufc tonight let's do it i'm ready i'm ready all right, so as everybody knows, tomorrow – oh, no, no, I'm not tripping. Not tomorrow. It's next week, actually. Next week, Saturday, July 11th, will be the first real-life Mortal Kombat fight with Dana White as your Shang Tsung, just manipulating everybody, <laughs> taking their money, not caring, and then trying to <laughs> trying to steer the, steer the, uh, steal their souls and drag them through the mud. So um, – with the UFC 51, the, the main event is Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns. The co-main is Alexander Vol- Volkanovsky. Did I say that right? Very good. Yeah. Impressed. There we go. <laughs> you know those Ruskies against Max Holloway, that rematch. And then we also have the, the bantamweight title belt between Peter Yan and Jose Aldo. We got the women's strawweight, Jessica Andrade versus Rosa Namahunas, there we go. <laughs> That's what I'm most excited about, that fight right there. And then a flyweight fight between Amanda Rebez and Paige Van Zandt. So, I mean, let's get started. Let, let's let's talk about the main event. Uh, what, what are you guys thinking? What what excites you? Who, who do you have for that title fight? So, real quick before we get started, uh, just want to give our condolences to the Khabib Nurmagomedov family. Uh Khabib's yeah. father uh, passed away today, uh, you know, complications of COVID-19. And we all know uh, any kind of fight fan and follower of Khabib knows that pretty much, you know, he was extremely close to his dad. Um, you know, his dad basically trained him his entire life and got him to where he is. And all, all credit he ever gave was always to his father. Um, so you, we can only imagine what he's going through and what that family is going through. So, you know, best wishes to them and our condolences. Yeah, yeah, that was that was tough. And it, it was sad because it seemed like he was coming out of it. You know, they said that he was he was covid free and uh, he, had, he had come out of the coma. And then, uh, yeah, it was just kind of shocking news. Yeah, very unexpected. Once he got clear, I, I thought everything was going to be OK. But uh, sadly, it didn't turn out that way. Right. And I know it's probably, um, you know, it's he, he does have a fight coming up in September. You think they'll they'll keep it? I mean, it is two months away. It is two months away. Um, I, I think. Khabib is such a it's such a different culture there in Dagestan, um, and I remember I realized that when Khabib was being interviewed, and he had said, spoken that the week of his fight, his his one of his children was being born, and, yes. and they had asked him, yeah. "Are you okay missing the birth of your child for this fight?" And he said, "Yeah, why? What am I going to do? Yeah, why do I need to be there?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm not going to do anything." So. So yeah, that's um, I, I think that this is just going to be a, a type of motivation for him, um, and uh, it's only gonna I think for sure he'll stick to the date and uh, he's gonna go out there and, and probably give it it all for his dad. Yeah. So back to the back to the main card. Uh, UFC two fifty one is is an extremely stacked main card, and this is the premiere of Fight Island, and we're gonna put an asterisk on that, just like uh, Barry Bonds's uh, home run title. It's on a, it's on an island uh, off of the off of Abu or that's connected to Abu Dhabi, 
And by island, there is a small river on one side and a very small river on the other side. And then uh, I believe it's the Mediterranean Ocean on the other sides of it. So uh, it, it's like a 15-minute walk across a bridge and you're on it. So I wouldn't really go with <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, let, let's take that away. Let's take they, they don't deserve that. It, it, the, the promo for it is very misleading because there is an octagon on the beach and it gets you all excited. And no, there's a full stadium that they built. There will be no beach fighting. <laughs> it's it's going to happen at, uh, I believe, the first fight. The prelims start at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. Um, and the main card will be starting about 6 a.m. their time. So and even at that, it's still going to be ninety something degrees out there. So no, this this isn't this isn't very fight islandy. There's no uh, there's no uh, sticks with fire on them to light the cage. Uh, nobody's fighting on the beach, and uh, right. I can literally walk from the island to the mainland. So yeah, but right. you know, great promo. So to the main card, um, I actually think as stacked as this card is, and as full of as many names as there are on this card. I think the favorites in every single fight are going to win. Um, I don't see anything happening any differently. I don't think there's going to be any surprises. Um, we can start with the first card uh, with Amanda Rebus and Paige Van Sant. I've never been a Paige fan. I think she's been very overrated and pushed extremely hard by the UFC because she's she has the face. She has the Instagram following. But she has right. never beaten an elite fighter. She's been finished in, in all of her fights where she's had to step up or be a main event. And uh, and in this sense, uh, Reba's, I believe, is 9-1. Mm -hmm. Has looked yeah. looked fantastic. And I think she's going to steamroll them. Um, this is Paige Van Sant's last fight on her contract. So I think they're basically using this to push Rebus uh, by saying, hey, bye at the end of this, you know, go do whatever you're going to do. You're, you're very popular. You're a well-known name and we're going to use you to push this girl. Yeah. Uh, the next fight on the card, the Jessica Andrade uh, and Rose, we're just, we're just going to call her Rose uh, <laughs> fight. Um, Rose was clearly winning that first fight easily. I Definitely. mean, it wasn't even close. She was out striking her and making it look easy um and she got you know they went to started grappling and she just got dropped on her head it was one of those nine out of ten times she stops andrade um and then that one time that you know that one out of ten times is when she gets dropped on her head awkwardly and can't continue and that's yeah I, I i thought it was just an expert expert display of striking from rose it was extremely impressive um i thought she was running away with it you know, and then um, Andrade goes for the takedown. Rose defends with the Kimura hold, uh, which I thought was a, a really interesting technique on how to defend. I haven't seen that much. And, um, you know, you threaten the Kimura so they don't they don't take you to the ground because then you'll put their arm behind their back and, and try to submit them. And it just so happened that she got lifted up. She held the Kimura grip and got dropped on her head. And uh, she was out. And I was I was sad because I was like, man, this was a, an amazing display, and it, for it to end on a on a fluke almost, it was it was unfortunate. Yeah, and and we saw that flukiness when Andrade had her first title defense and was stopped in yeah, in, yeah. in, in, in forty seven seconds. I think it's more of to sh it showcased Andrade's strength, not to right. be you know, not to be taken for granted how strong she is. She was able to pick her up like nothing and, and drop her. Um, but I don't think I don't I can't imagine Rose making that mistake twice. Uh, I think she's just going to keep it on the feet. Um, 
I think she'll it'll go all three rounds, and I think it'll be a landslide, uh, you know, forty-eight or fifty to forty-seven win, unanimous decision Same. for Rose. Not even a, not, the only question is if uh, there was some talk of Rose not wanting to fight anymore. That would be the only question if if she's really not motivated anymore. Right. What do you think on it, AJ? Man, that that fight had me pretty excited. I mean, Rose was just. Oh man, the the accuracy she had with all of her shots. She was it was she was just pinpointing all of her shots and hitting her with everything. And she didn't Jessica didn't have any type of answer for it. And I thought it would if it had continued, oh, it definitely would have been stopped or she would have I think it would have been a knockout. So I was sorely disappointed when she got dropped on her on her head and that happened. But I I mean I see the same outcome coming out from it. I, I think she's gonna if her hunger and drive is still there to to fight, which I think it I think it would be because she did take some time off afterwards and she contemplated not fighting again, but she still chose to fight. It's I think it's gonna be the same outcome, you know, minus the knockout for for Rose. Yeah, okay, it, so you, it was like so you her, got Rose winning. You got Rose winning, AJ? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna be like target practice. It's, it's like hitting a heavy bag for Rose. It's just, just put. <laughs> she's gonna get a nice sweat, and then she's gonna be in. It just, it'll be it. Um, and then after that, we have Peter Yan against uh, Jose Aldo. Uh, probably the greatest uh, featherweight of all time, uh, Jose Aldo, but far removed from that person. Um, it, what was it? three years ago that he looked fantastic against Frankie Edgar to, to recapture the, the, the vacant title. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a person who isn't deserving of this title shot whatsoever. Uh, he's had one fight in this weight class and he lost. Um, and it's just right. basically, uh, there is no champion. Peter Yan is clearly the number one contender and should have gotten the title shot against uh, Henry Cejudo over Dominic Cruz because he was at that time still the number one contender has demolished pretty much everybody that's been put in front of him. Uh, but because Peter Yan doesn't have a name, um, doesn't speak the best of English, isn't the greatest right. on the microphone, doesn't get that title shot. I mean, Hen- we, we see where Henry Cejudo is now and he was always looking for a money fight. And now he, whether he is really retired or he's just holding out for a bigger contract, um, who knows, but it's clear that he wanted name named fighters like a Dominic Cruz, like a like a Jose Aldo, who was supposed to be his opponent before everything got shut down. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is uh, this is an easy easy fight for Peter Yan to win. Um, I think Jose Aldo should only be doing um, not circus fights, but just kind of novelty fights against other name fighters. You know that are more entertaining for fan spectrums. Um, you know you get to make the main card, maybe a Uriah Faber. Or maybe a Dominic Cruz because it's a name. Both of them are, are past their primes, and it'll be fun. You know, it's it's that moment where two aging fighters are kind of on the decline at the same time, and it ends up making an action-packed fight. That's where Jose Aldo should be at, not not competing for the belt. And I think I think he's I think this ends in KO. Um, I got Peter Yan. I'm gonna say two rounds, two rounds by uh, KO. Ooh, wow. Yeah, so I, I got I got Jan as well. I think his his boxing is next level, and he he has some really heavy hands. So, uh, 
he knocks people out. I, I don't, I just, I can't, I don't see Aldo going out though. I think he, he just gets dominated and, and loses by decision. Um, you know, he, he lasted with, what's his name? Volonsky, right? Uh, yeah. Although, yeah. They went yeah. The but distance. they went the distance, but Volonsky, uh, or, uh, Alexander, he's not a, not a finisher. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, he, he has finished people. Um, he finished, uh, Chad Mendes, which was an impressive comeback win. Um, but in that fight, I don't think, uh, Jose was giving him the opportunity to, to let him be finished, but it was a clearly one-sided win for Alexander. Yeah. AJ, what do you think? I mean, that, that fight that Jose Aldo had against Marlon Moraes, that fight, it was just so underwhelming. Uh, he didn't do anything to make you think that he would have been in the fight much less win and that fight was so uninspiring and I, I just don't think he has it anymore uh to be honest and so I mean of course with that being said I'd have to go with Jan but going back to I don't know if you would agree Jan's most notable win against Uriah Faber do you think that was more so on him and his skill set or was that just Faber just on his way out that was a little bit of both um I do think Jan is the real deal um, he's he's defeated other people in dominant fashions, shown a lot of grit, shown willingness to go out there for the KO. But I also think it was a decline in Uriah Faber. Um, you know, much props to him. He is he is the pioneer and created this this weight division and this these lower weight classes. He is the fa- he was the face of it for a long time, but you know he stepped away for a number of years. He's in his late thirties. And he's had a ton of fights. You know, he's been fighting since he's 18, 19 years old, not to mention the wrestling background behind that. I mean, it's just there's no way he can keep up with somebody at Peter Jan's age and, uh, you know, uh, level. Like I said, people like right. that should should just be in, in the novelty fights of other name fighters that they get crowds excited because they all recognize the name. But yet they're on the same skill level. Yeah, I agree. So w- w- would you take Yan over Cejudo? Oh, uh, that's that's a tough one. I as it's hard because it's hard not to let my personal opinion of Cejudo influence uh, what I think of him. Um, I do not like Henry Cejudo. Uh, I cannot stand, <laughs> I cannot stand, you know, the captain of cringe. Um, <laughs> Triple C. Triple C. He, he kills me. But um, watching that, that uh, his Marlon Morales fight. It was extremely impressive. He went in there and he came back. He was getting rocked and he bit down, made the adjustment and stopped him. And it was extremely impressive. And then though Dominic Cruz had been away from a while, no one's ever finished right. him. And he made – people argue the fight was stopped a little early, but he clearly was going to finish Dominic Cruz. I mean, regardless of whether it was stopped then or it was stopped another minute later, it was over. Yeah. So with that in mind, I don't know. I, I think Cejudo's background, I think he beats Peter Jan. Um, but my bigger question is uh, Aljamain Sterling. I think Aljo could give Cejudo the biggest test. And uh, after this, I believe Aljo's getting the, the title shot when Peter Jan wins. Okay. So moving on to the, the co-main event, Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway. Um I, after reviewing the first fight, Volkanovski just was better in every way. He outclassed them rounds one through five. There were no questions. It wasn't necessarily the most action-packed fight, but technical-wise, it was it was entertaining to watch. Um, 
from a skill level, uh, Volkanovski was just the better fighter that night. And I had never seen Holloway outclassed like that, even in his losses to uh, Poirier and McGregor, which is two most recent losses. Um, he didn't get he lost and he got finished by or didn't get finished by he got rocked by Poirier, but he was very competitive. And even in the the McGregor fight, it was competitive. But in this, I, there wasn't a round that I could really give Holloway. And so I'm still going to take Volkanovski. I love Max personal wise. He's, he's fantastic. He's great on the microphone, a great uh, champion. Um, but I don't, I don't see him making any adjustments in this and since the last fight to, to beat him. Uh, what uh, Brett Okamoto pointed out today in an interview with Max Holloway is Max says he hasn't had a single sparring partner this training camp. He hasn't had a physical training partner this this camp, and he didn't physically come in contact with his coaches till this week on Fight Island. Wow, that's strange. So I guess the according to Max, if you were in a gym during the COVID, um, they were going to arrest you, and he felt that him being a name, he would be made, even if he were to break the rules, he would be made an example of to sh- kind of keep everybody in place. Like, look, even Max is getting in trouble for going to the gym. So don't even think about it. Right. Um, so that's why he didn't even chance it. So he worked out at home with, I, I don't know who uh, he said, no sparring partners, no physical, like uh, jujitsu training partners. And it was all uh, over, uh, over video chat for stuff with his coaches. Yeah, I, I just think Volonovsky is just a he's a tough match for Holloway. And I saw, like you said, I, I watched that Dustin Poirier fight, and I think uh, Dustin Poirier rocked him in round one and in two. Um, he, he, he's a heavy hitter, and Holloway was coming up in weight. Um, but it was competitive. Like, I would say the later rounds went to Holloway. I just didn't think, you know, he did enough in the end. Um, but but Volonovsky, like, he's, he's, he's smaller, but he has, a, he has a longer reach. And so... It's just it's just interesting, and I think I don't think Holloway is going to change much to what he's done in the past that's worked, you know, so successfully. He's been an extremely dominant fighter, and so I don't see him switching things up much. And I just I don't know. I I, I see that actually playing out pretty much the exact same way. So yeah, I, I think some people just have that fighter that just has their number, and I think this is very similar in a way with uh, BJ Penn and Frankie Edgar. Um, BJ was on that tear and Frankie Edgar just had the style, the smaller, quicker style that BJ Penn couldn't land a punch. And for every shot he threw, he was either getting countered, missing, or, you know, multiple shots were coming back his way. So I I think this is going to be a case of that. And with the very limited training camp, I don't see how he could make any, how the adjustments would be made to, to counteract that. You think you think Volnowski tries a a takedown in this one? No, I, I think uh, he's going to go to what works and just continue to beat him on the feet and with the leg kicks uh, and yeah. the counter punching. Uh, Max is a very come forward fighter. Um, he loves to bring the fight to the person. He loves to break them, but I, I think that's going to be his Achilles heel in this. Volkanovski will be one hundred percent ready for it and have the right game plan. What do you think, AJ? Oh man, you know, I, I wanted to go for Max and just think like, okay, you know, that that loss, losing his belt kind of, you know, lights a fire under fires, fighters a lot of times, especially if they kind of get into any point of complacency either during their fights or during their training camps. But to hear that he hasn't been sparring with anybody, that he hasn't been, 
working out with anybody that that really raises a lot of red flags to me you can only do so much cardio to get prepared for a fight without actually fighting somebody or wrestling with somebody yeah uh, it 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 just seems to me like when you actually get in there and do it now, it's it's a whole different level of stamina that's going to take and how much it's going to sap out of you that you had no training for or no regiment to put your body through leading up to that. So with that being said, I, I, I can't see him winning unless he gets, you know, he gets a hit on the button. Yeah. A and kick probably, <laughs> and Max isn't a one shot knock you out guy. I mean, he, he has pop and it hurts when he hits you, but he doesn't put you to sleep with one shot. It, it's a it's a bombardment. It's it's a, an accumulation of the punches that break the person, accumulation of the punches and the cardio that they just end up breaking. So I don't see him landing a one shot, put you to sleep to a guy that's really never been hurt in any of his fights. Um, but I don't, you know, shout out to Max. Awesome for him for following all the rules for COVID. Um, but in that case, he probably should have declined the fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah try to try to delay it maybe postpone a little bit postpone it or say hey you know i'm, I'm gonna follow the rules great awesome for him 100 proud of him for doing that and just say hey you know when they ease the rules up and open gyms here i'll be able to accept a fight yeah yeah uh, how did you like uh aldo's fight with veloski volanoski it, it like it, aj had pointed out earlier yeah. it, it was underwhelming and i thought the same thing i just don't think uh Jose Aldo can pull the trigger anymore. I don't know if it's a mm. lack of confidence in himself. Um, we saw him pull the trigger against Frankie Edgar, but I think that's because it's an opponent he had beaten before. Right. Um, going against new opponents, I think when he gets hit a certain way, he doesn't want to get knocked out like how he did against Max. So I think because of that, he just can't pull the trigger anymore. I just don't think he's the same fighter anymore. Yeah, sad. No way, especially when you look at his WEC career. That that was the name of it, right? WEC. Well, you know, they say success changes you, so I, it could be that. I mean, he's had a long, long stretch of success where he was the undisputed champion. Yeah. So moving on to the main event, uh, we have the Nigerian Nightmare Usman against uh, Gilbert. Next man up, Burns. <laughs> <laughs> please please explain that for everybody okay so originally this fight was supposed to be scheduled between uh masvidal uh, jorge masvidal and uh usman and that's the fight i want that's the fight everybody wants uh but what ended up happening was i guess the ufc attempted to lowball a court this is according to masvidal they attempted to lowball him and pay him less than uh, half of what he got for his nate diaz uh bmf uh fight so he took that as a slap in the face and and declined um i guess they attempted to pay him the same purse for his bmf fight but he declined again um he said that he wanted to be paid what he was worth and he wasn't worth what they were offering um now i am 100 percent in agreement with jorge masvidal uh i think ufc fighters are well underpaid um if the ufc books have been opened up while they're going through uh, a court case um, whether the, the fighters are contracted fighters or, or independent contractors or not. Um, and in this, we see that no matter how much money the UFC makes, they pay their fighters 16%. And according to the book, it says 18%. Now, keep in mind that 2% that's added on is for the USADA testing. The UFC oh. pays USADA to test the fighters 
and they determine that as part of their salary, even none of the, although none of that money actually goes into the fighter's pocket. Um, so you can see uh, in comparison to other sports, uh, I believe football's 48 and some change and 52%, meaning the, the players get 48% of the profits. Yeah. Uh, in basketball, I believe it's 50%. In baseball, I believe it's 50%. And in boxing, to compare it to another combat sport, it's anywhere from 40 or as high as 80% of the purse, depending on if you're a Canelo Alvarez, you're collecting 80% of all the profits made, which that's, that's golden boy, right? That's golden boy. That's Canelo. That's his $340 million uh, deal. He signed with the uh, zone. So yeah. in comparison, I mean, the numbers don't even compare whatsoever. Uh, the UFC is clearly, a monopoly they are clearly the number one sport and they are doing well i mean they they recently sold for four billion dollars and they had a huge uh contract signing with espn where espn is going to be paying them 600 million dollars a year to put on a number a, a selected number of events which i believe is 48 um yeah it's funny because aj had told me this he had told me a while ago like hey you know these fighters are underpaid and i'm like you know what you know the ufc doesn't make as much as the nfl and the nba and things of that nature so let me look at you know what percentage of the the profits these fighters are getting and like you said you know if you look at the other leagues and it, it should be proportional so it's not necessarily about how much the enterprise makes but it's the percent that they're paying their fighters so i mean i don't care if you're in the WNBA or whatever if you're paying your fighters 45 48 50 percent of, of your revenue that's going to be pretty substantial you know that i don't think anyone's going to complain with that but you look at the ufc you know they're they're definitely under i think it was under 18 when mm -hmm. i had checked so that's uh that's kind of unacceptable in my opinion i don't i don't know what's going to happen there i don't know if they, they're going to try to form some type of uh, players union or fighters union we'll see so here's where the issue comes up um this is where bringing it back around to gilbert burns uh because they're not on teams. There's no cohesion there. Nobody's working together like they do in basketball, baseball, you know, all the other team sports. Um, there is no Muhammad Ali e Lee act like there is in boxing. So because of this, you, 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 you come up hungry, right? So I'm, I've been a club fighter. Uh, my goal is to make it to UFC. Now my goal is to be, and I'm going to do anything and I do it all on my own. So when Jorge Masvidal says no, well, the UFC looks at it like, all right, we'll just ask the next guy. Gilbert Burns just put on a great show. Gilbert, right. you want this fight? And of course he's going to say yes. He was making, he made like, you know, less than 50 grand for his last fight. So of course he's going to say yes to this. They're like, hey, we'll pay you $150,000, which is half of what they would have paid Masvidal. And they still get to put on the main event. Right. And it's going to be big, you know, so. Mm -hmm. And it, so until the next man up decides to say no, and they all decide to do this together, the UFC is just going to keep doing this. Because, I mean, John Jones, Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, these are all big-name fighters that have said they're not going to fight till they get till there's some kind of change. Well, the UFC looked at them and said, hey, we're putting on Fight Island. Look at this stacked card. Hey, we got next month, you know, we got the champ champ DC against Steve Miocic, number three. That's a uh, – can't wait for that fight. Hey, September, we got Khabib. And Gacy, that's another amazing fight. So right. do you think fans or any fans are thinking about John Jones or Jorge Masvidal right now? Right. No. Right. Yep. Dana, he is very good at what he does. And what he does isn't always uh, very nice. Or, or he's a company guy. And he's always going to take care of the company first. Um, yeah. yeah, there are examples of him doing great things for fighters. But in the end, I mean...
you know, you look at this Reebok deal, fire just got screwed. Um, O'Malley did over a million dollars in sales for his uh, athletic gear, for his shirts and stuff. And he got a check from Reebok for $3,000. How does that even make sense? And then you, they asked Reebok about it. And Reebok says, we don't have nothing to do with what the per- fighter's percentage pay is. That's all done by the UFC. The UFC tells us this is what the, this is what the percentage they signed for. And we just cut them the check. <laughs> like we have no negotiation whatsoever. So you need to talk to the UFC about how they did that guy's contract. And And prior to this, when they had independent sponsors, when they had the condom depot on the back of fighter shorts um yeah it didn't look great but at least fighters got paid the issue with that was because you were going to be promoting on the ufc the ufc required the sponsor to write them a check for a hundred grand before they ever negotiated with the fighter oh interesting so you as you can see from day one the ufc has had their hands in in everybody's pocket right i, I guess they're just gonna need a competitor <laughs> um Bellator is not it. Bellator is not it. it. It does create a nice alternative for other fighters to go to. It is entertaining, but it, the the UFC it, it isn't. And one, um, no one's no one knows what's happening with that company. Um, their numbers aren't real. They keep saying this many people watch their show, but they can't produce any any actual you know real paperwork that shows that so many people watch their shows they say they're making money but yet they laid off a ton of employees um so you know one championship might have been great but it, it's you know who knows if it lasts but right. back to the fight um i think this is actually the most competitive fight on the card uh usman coming off of uh, double knee surgeries coming off of an extremely dominant uh win to get the belt and then another great competitive belt uh, fight with uh, Kobe Covington. Um, and he's pretty much looked uh, unstoppable his whole, uh, his whole UFC career since coming right. off of the ultimate fighter. Um, he did. Yeah, I think he's lost once. And then there was kind of a sketchy win over Damian Maya where uh, Maya was getting, looked like he was going to sink in a submission. And then for some reason, the referee stepped in and stood them up. Uh, but other than those those two hiccups, uh, he's been pretty much dominant in all of his all of his wins. Uh, I'm leaning towards Usman in this one. I think it's going to go wrestling heavy as what we see, you know, holding positions, uh, landing a few shots, and then continuing to hold the positions and then landing a few more strikes. Uh, but Burns, he he does have pop. He he can he can land some good shots. Um, I don't. I think it's more of an athletic ability than it is a technical ability when it comes to his striking. Um, being young, athletic, and powerful, I, I, he's able to land shots. Um, but and and he is a Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu black belt, and yeah. oh, I believe he's a world champion also in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so ABCC. yeah, so with that background, I, I think he has a legitimate shot, and he's been on fire. He has the confidence of being on fire and and demolishing everybody that's been in front of him, and looking looking very good. So. You know, I, I think all of those things are going to are going to come into play, but I I still have it as a unanimous decision win for uh, Usman. How you got it? Yeah, no, I I've become a fan of Usman. I actually didn't I didn't really like him. Uh, I, I wanted Woodley to win and then uh, Woodley just looked awful. And I was like, you know, is this a testament to Usman or is Woodley just getting old? And then, you know, seeing Gilbert Burns essentially do the same thing to to Woodley. I'm like, OK, so. These guys are good, but Woodley's probably just over his, you know, he, he's probably done. 
he, you know, he he either needs to go up and wait or just give it up. Um, but I I loved the fight between Usman and, and Covington because those are both wrestlers. I thought it would be wrestling heavy, and it was it was just a stand up all out war. And uh, yeah, so Usman kind of got my respect in that. I also don't like Covington, so. Um, uh, does anybody? I want, <laughs> I want I want Usman to win. I just I don't know. I'm I'm somewhat nervous if it's going to be wrestling heavy because uh, Burns is so good with the jujitsu. So, and I think the one loss Usman does have is um, he ended up getting choked out by somebody, a jiu-jitsu guy. Um, and it was actually, you know, the guy got on his back. He was standing and locked in the, a choke. So um, I, I'm somewhat nervous about that, but I, I'm hoping Usman, I guess. But I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be pretty competitive. I think Burns is extremely well-rounded. Much like Usman himself, I think Usman's well-rounded. So um, I, I think Burns is, is a very, very tough test. Not to mention... These guys were teammates. So, you know, I know, you know, um, uh, Usman switched camps to go train with with Whitman and Gagey for this fight. Do you think that affects him at all? Uh, well, he, I mean, he's going to have the advantage of the elevation uh, training up there in Denver. Plus, he's training with another. Uh, Gaethy was a world champion in, in his, his previous league. Uh, and he, I mean, he's a tough SOB with a huge wrestling background. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be advantageous because they're not back at their old training camp where they had a, you know, either way, if, if he was back at his old training camp, he's not going to have a list of sparring partners or wrestling partners because of COVID. You're going to have yeah. the, the, the three guys you get to pick and then that's it for your whole training camp. So I don't think that it's going to matter that much because Burns is going to be in the same position. Yeah. He got to stay at the, his home base training camp, but at the end of the day, he has the same number of sparring partners and wrestling partners as Usman did because of COVID. So right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it affecting that much of the fight. I just think they're going to be a little more familiar. And w- when guys train together and we're in the same camp together, the fights seem to start off a little slower because they're they're a lot more familiar with each other. Right. Do you think either of them has seen anything, um, you know, in in their prior sparring sessions, and they're like, you know, I can beat this guy, or I know, I know a weakness, Achilles heel, or anything like that? Hmm. Maybe. And I think if it is going to be that way, it's going to be uh, Burns. Um, I think Burns, either from sparring and, and rolling with Usman, he either knows I can't handle this guy's wrestling or he knows he can submit him. Yeah. Um, I, I think Burns is going to feel that way. I think Usman, because it's wrestling and wrestling, you know, can go a million different ways. Um is just, he's just going to do what he does. But I think Us- uh, Burns, after rolling rolling around with him a few times, he, he's going to know which way it's going to roll. So we'll see that. If he thinks, no, I can't handle his wrestling, this thing's going to stay on the – Burns is going to try to keep it on the feet. Right. What do you think, AJ? Okay, Jim. What I – oh, my bad. Wrong sport? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got Usman. I, I know you guys keep talking about how Burns, how young Burns is, but Burns is the, the same age as Usman. And Burns has just been on a real strong win streak since he last lost to Hooker in 2018. But yeah, he got smoked by Hooker. So that was, that was uh, interesting. And uh... yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, after seeing Usman dominate Woodley the way he did. And then go out and what do you do? Fracture Covington's jaw? Did he break it or fractured it? Uh, well, a fracture is a break. Same so thing. Yeah, same okay. thing. Okay. All right. Well, you know, different words for a reason. All right. So, 
after doing that, I, I just can't see this dude losing, especially, you know, he, you know, that he's on those testosterone boosters. So <laughs> he's clearly got an advantage, <laughs> but he, he's just the machine. Uh, yeah. And, um, uh, I used to be the same way. I used to not like Usman. I used to really dislike him. Um, but the Covington win really changed my opinion. And, you know, Fair. you know, Credit to the UFC with their uh, videos. They're they're building up two fights. They're behind the scenes stuff. Seeing Usman as a person, because um, he's terrible on the microphone. Uh, yes, he, he is. He, he is awful, and that that's really turned me off. He has no charisma. He's not that kind of guy. But seeing him be an actual real person, um, seeing him interact with his daughter, one hundred percent. Seeing the family guy changed my all the way around. Then that made me give me a reason to root for him, and it gave me a reason to like him. And then, you know, he'd be Covington, so that always helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I followed him on Instagram, and he's always posting pictures of him and his daughter, videos of him and his daughter, and it's, uh, you know, it's cool. It's cool. I like I like seeing that type of stuff, um, you know, see a more human side of the fighters, because a lot of these guys, Conor McGregor included, you know, they're just really good on the mic, and that's not necessarily the persona that they have in their personal lives, you know? Yeah, I, I think if if you have it, you know, and you do it. If you don't, just just people just want to see people be real. Right. Um, and I think that that's a hard lesson for, for some fighters. Shut right. your mouth. You shut your mouth. Hey, so what did you think? What did you think um, about uh, Hooker and, and Poirier? Well, it it proved the point. I mean, there's nobody that watched that fight and said these guys are overpaid. Right. Right. <laughs> what, the, what each of them went through uh, compared to what they were paid, nowhere near worth it. Um, I. I thought I had picked Hooker to win, and it looked like it was going to go that way after two rounds. Um, I don't know if it was Hooker got gassed trying to finish him, because if they, they, I think even AJ said if the fight had gone on another 30 seconds at the end the of that second, second round, round yeah, yeah. It, it may have been over. I mean, Dustin was clearly hurt. He wasn't throwing shots back, and he wasn't letting Hooker – Hooker wasn't missing. He was landing at will at that point. But something changed at the at coming into the third round, and Poirier just took it to the next level, and he won the third, clearly won the fourth, and then absolutely dominated in the fifth. Yeah, and I think for for Dustin, he has to be rooting for Gagey to beat Khabib because he knows he can beat Gagey, and uh, I I think that presents him the easiest shot to the title because again they're going to say, hey, you know, we don't necessarily want to see you versus Khabib again. Like we'd rather could be versus versus Ferguson mm-hmm. or could be versus Connor too, you know. We don't we don't want to see could be versus Dustin Poirier. That wasn't that wasn't uh you know too competitive. So I think I think you got to see Poirier versus Ferguson. So I'd love to see it for the shot. Yeah, that one is the fight that makes one hundred percent most sense. But both these guys went through wars, so understandably they need time to heal. Um. But yeah, the number one contender fight, whether it's Khabib or Gaethy, should be Ferguson and Poirier. Now, if Gaethy wins, I could see them bypassing that and just giving Poirier the title shot and maybe yeah. setting up a hooker Ferguson or a Khabib Ferguson yeah. fight if if Khabib loses. But if Khabib wins, for sure, Dustin needs another win because he was clearly dominated and and got finished. Um, so could just having one win since that isn't going to be enough to get you the title shot. And, you know, hooker showed a lot in that fight, very entertaining, 
competitive, showed that he deserves to be in the top five. So he should get another top five challenge. Right. Well, he just called out Ferguson, but I'm not sure Ferguson wants that fight. I don't think it makes much sense for him. Uh, I, I think he would rather fight, you know, someone in the top four personally. Yeah. I, I The only thing that really makes sense for Ferguson coming off of a loss too, because I mean, he's still right there. Number two or number three, you know, uh, in the rankings is to fight Poirier. Uh, Poirier needs one more win to get a title shot. Ferguson needs another win and needs a win to get back on the winning streak. And it's the elite of the elite. So yeah. And who would you pick in that potential matchup? I'd I'd take uh, if Ferguson isn't doesn't making make weight twice, uh, and is only going through one training camp. I'd take Ferguson. Um, yeah. The dynamic. Uh, if Gacy couldn't knock out Ferguson with as many shots as he took, and ended up having to be a all right, you've taken enough shots. Your your the ref steps in decided, but he was never really rocked until the end. I don't think Poirier is going to be able to do it. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm I'm really interested in how hard Gagey hits, and I, I say that for a few reasons because he hit Ferguson with some absolute bombs. Like his corner had to tell him, like, man, take some juice off these punches. Like you're throwing a hundred and ten percent everything you throw, and he he didn't knock him down once, and. um you know, you got to remember Ferguson's been knocked down a lot. I'm not gonna say a lot, but he's been knocked down pretty often in his his career. And uh, he Gagey Gagey could not put him on the canvas. And then you remember that Gagey was finished by by Dustin. And I think Dustin has better boxing than Gagey. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how hard Gagey truly hits. I don't. I, I'm uh, I'm gonna hold off on the hype right now. Yeah. Um, but then you look at his, his fight against uh, Edson Barbosa, who he slept with with one shot right within the first 30 seconds so i mean you, you have it on both ways people say he hits real hard no one really knows but yeah, i like his leg kicks though those leg kicks i think are are vicious yeah i mean one 155 is just absolutely stacked anyway any way you cut it even going back all the way to the top 10 the people like paul felder yeah, you, know, yeah. You, you can mix and match all day and get nothing but great fights who's the um What's his name? Oliveri? That's the guy they wanted to put Ferguson with? Somebody was talking about that? Yeah, they, they said that, and Hooker said if he can't get Ferguson, he'll take Olvera. Um, Olvera's been in the game a long time, uh, had a ton of fights, been pretty much a 500 fighter. He'd do one of those win two, lose two, win two, win one, win one, yeah. lose one, his whole career, and something has just changed. And he is just a, been, I think, seven in a row now. Uh, with with yeah. multiple finishes in that time, so he's looked absolutely fantastic. So Hooker said, Hooker being the crazy man that he is, <laughs> oh, less than a week after that insane fight he went through, has already says, "Hey, you know, after my two week quarantine, I'm ready to get back in camp." And he wanted <laughs> wants Ferguson or Olvera. So <laughs> yeah, I, I've become a Hooker fan after that that fight. That was a uh, that was that was pretty impressive. And I, I again, I thought he was going to win in that second round. I thought I thought the ref was going to stop it because. Poye was not looking good. Yeah, I mean, I that was a really hard fight to watch. I really like both fighters. So it's one of those where you wish both could win and you hope no one loses. But in the end, I think it was the best outcome uh, where one of them won and the other one may have lost, but he still looked great in it. Right, yeah. I mean, in, in the in the future, like you said, the 155 division is amazing. I think I just I still have to see Khabib versus Ferguson. Like, I have to see it. Yeah, so I hope I hope Ferguson is is the same when he comes back. You know, there's been some rumors like, "Hey, you take that many punches, you're not going to be the same." Uh, I think Khabib's coach was saying stuff like that. 
And um, I'm not I, – I hope that's not the case because we, we need to see Khabib versus Ferguson, both of them at 100%. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, the other big question is, I mean, Tony's 38, so we have no idea. I mean, age beats everybody, no matter who you are. True. True. Yeah, so if uh, if, it, if it plays out the way I want, Khabib beats Gagey, Ferguson beats whoever he fights next, and then they fight for the title. For the sixth time, they book that match. I would, And then I would say that should be the, the big December New Year's Eve card. Yeah. What do you think, AJ? Then I would say they... You're picking Gagey to beat Khabib, right? Or Fighters Pay. <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 you're picking Gagey to beat Khabib, though, right, uh, AJ? No. Um, I will. You know, at this point, uh, I think it's a toss-up now. You know, you, you, you talk about what Khabib's father meant to him. Gabriel mentioned previously how he's the one who structured his game plan, his fight plan, um, how he should attack his opponents. And now he's missing that. So we have to see what kind of a fighter he is at now, you know, against Gaethy. So before I was like, oh, Khabib, I, I got Khabib. I really don't see anybody... I really don't see him losing that fight, but now uh, I don't know, especially the way Gaethje looked against Ferguson. I, I, I know it's Ferguson, but I think a lot of people don't keep in perspective that he did. He went through two way cuts, like Gabriel keeps mentioning. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's one of those things we don't know. Until until Ferguson fights again, we don't know if it was the two way cuts or if he, age just caught up with him or he, you know, the or he was just a better fighter. So we'll have to see him come again. And, you, you know, he, he, I think he broke an orbital bone in that fight. And so who knows? He, time off is obviously much needed for him. Uh, I think recovery is extremely underrated. Um, and these fighters forget that because it's such a tough sport. Right. All right, gentlemen. So that just about wraps up UFC 251 we're all looking forward to it i know you all are gonna buy it and support it maybe or stream <laughs> it that's another option that everybody seems to like to do so what, any final thoughts uh i think i'm hoping the promotion i uh, the way it's promoted changes i hope we get to see a lot more of the fighter stuff uh in the build-up um that original promo was Seventy percent Dana White proving the media wrong, uh, yeah. and then and then little flashes of the fighters. So I, I, I saw that. <laughs> so my final thoughts is I hope the UFC brings it back to what this is all about the the actual fighters. Yeah, that was that was pretty clever on his part. I think you know he showed the NBA getting canceled, um, you know all, all these other sports canceling their seasons, MLB, and then he he shows himself walking down a corridor like you know. We're finding a way to keep these fights going. It's like, man, please. Can we agree he's a dirtbag? <laughs> Just a will... dirt ball, right? When it comes to his job, yeah. I, I don't know how he is personal life. I, I mean, he did speak for for the Trump, so I, I don't know. Um... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, final thought for me is I think uh, Conor McGregor might have, like, some mental issues. I, I remember he, he tweeted – about Khabib's 
Khabib's dad being a hoax to keep him in Russia because he didn't want to fight Ferguson, you know, and then, uh, you know, he said his medical condition isn't real. You know, so now he passes away. Connor tweets, you know, the loss of a father, a coach and a dedicated supporter of the sport. Condolences and rest in peace. Um, yeah, he, he just got some issues. He, he's he's crazy. When at first when he first found out about Khabib's dad, he was like, you know, praying for you could be this and this and this. Then he says, you know, I think it's a hoax. I don't think he was ever sick. And now he's saying this. It's like, man, you just got to stop getting in your own way. Yeah, surprisingly, he didn't say anything after the Hooker Poirier fight. Um, yeah. And I think if he doesn't say anything after this fight, I think we, he might be done. Right, right. Mm-hmm. AJ, final thoughts? Uh, hey, wear a mask. You know, you can't, you can't <laughs> you know? I mean, nobody's paying, nobody's taking it seriously. We still see numbers on the rise. Everybody wants to attribute numbers and say, how look how low the death rate is compared to those numbers, even though the numbers have already surpassed World War One. But one thing a lot of people don't pay attention to are the lives that people now live after dealing with this. Some deal with it for months at a time. Some have strokes because of it. Some lose uh, lung capacity and the ability to use their lungs to the the capacity that they had before. Some have heart issues. The, the, the thing is, you don't know what it's going to do to you. You don't know what it's going to do to everybody else. So, I mean, I would say that, you know, just stop being ignorant, wear your mask, you know, keep, keep your distance. If you're not going to do it for you, do it to the, per- for the person next to you. I mean, th- those, those are my, those are my um, final thoughts. Wash your hands. <laughs> there we go. Wash your hands. I mean, cause you know, people be, I mean, even before all this, I was always a little apprehensive having to shake people's hands. People go use the bathroom, don't wash their hands, picking their nose and their butt, not washing their hands. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. This, this is this is fun though. We should do uh, more UFC cards. Uh, next big one, uh, DC, Stipe. So yeah, we'll get together for that one and uh and and talk it out. Definitely. Thanks, man. We gotta right, watch guys. that jelly roll again. Oh, DC's my boy. <laughs> he's also a company man let's not forget that one he is but he's still my boy <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone this was our opinion on the opinionated podcast for ufc 251 we look forward to hearing from you guys and until the next time everyone have a good night